Welcome back to another episode of the Creating Chances podcast. This is our lockdown checkup series. While we are in lockdown, we want to check up on our people. We want to see how their well-being is going, understand how we are creating chances through COVID, and explore the future of learning and education for our young people. We'll be speaking to students, educators, professionals, and more. Join us on this new series of Lockdown Checkup. How are you, Jackie? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting time, but I think I'm, I'm holding on pretty well. Yeah, I guess the first question right off the bat, how's this experience of lockdown been for you right now? Uh, I guess I guess the word that I would pick would be interesting. Um, it's it's new. I don't think anyone's been in in a lockdown like this or, or like this this duration, right? It's it's been quite a quite a lengthy one. Um, work and everything's been quite interesting. So I think the only word that I would use right now is interesting. And and where are you actually located? So if you're like really affected by some of these LGAs, uh, I'm you... I'm definitely. Definitely affected. I'm in the Fairfield um, local government area, so mm. Fairfield is affected pretty pretty hard. Yeah, I can imagine it's pretty tough. Yeah. And considering it, it being pretty tough, and are you doing anything for fun? Like, what are you doing to, you um, know, yeah, keep it interesting? Uh, <laughs> as you said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it interesting. Um, I I try to try to mix it up. I try to do everything. I try to do something every day for me, and something every day for for, for school. Um, whether it be just just a question for school, and then go. For, I I try to do something every day. I I go for a walk. Try, like could be just waking up a bit earlier, doing push ups. Every day I like to start with just going for a walk. At least feeling the sun. Uh, if if I can't go for a walk, if I don't have enough time to go for a walk around the block, I just stand in my front yard and sit with my dog and just feeling the sun on me, feeling the outdoors. It's it's a good way to start the day. I could definitely relate to that. The the, the vitamin D hits like nothing else, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, it wakes you up and it, it tells you it's it's time. You you're gonna do something today. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I advice. like that. I like that. It's time. And speaking of time, you're in year twelve, and that's a that's a big time in someone's life. What does yeah. year twelve actually look like you at the moment? Because uh, I can imagine it'd be slightly different to how all the other years are going. So, give us a detailed um, explanation of your experience. Um, I think the school's trying their best. Um, it's 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 the first time for them too, right? They're, they're not, then they're holding on as hard as they can, but because it's such, it's such an unpredictable time, right? Um, I, I got told that the HSC is going to be pushed back a week. And then I got told by some people, some other things, and it's, it's a very unpredictable time, but right now we, we're getting told there's pushed back a week and our trials, because some schools do trials at different times. My school's trials are pushed back uh, to the end of this term. And it's it's mostly done online, which is going to be interesting. Like like I said, it's such an interesting time. Things are things are very new. Mm. How how are you coping with the study and the load of work? Do you feel confident coming into the HSC, even though you know it's being pushed back a bit? Uh, I don't feel as confident as I wish. Um, we don't we don't get as much time because because we're getting through the content ourselves. As our teachers are trying their best to help, but they've got a lot on their plate as well. So trying to get through that much content in, in, I would say, a shorter period of time now mm. would be a lot harder uh, to comprehend an exercise of maths rather than taking me five, 10 minutes with my teacher there might take me half an hour. Mm. And, and that's just one example. And going through all the different subjects with that, it might eat up a whole day 
And, and because it's eating up a whole day, it might be mentally draining. I, I, I might sit on my computer desk and be here for six hours and, and then go like, well, I haven't done any physical activity today. I, I barely ate. I had one break to go eat. And I, I didn't even realize I haven't ate, but I, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's different. Mm. And it's, it, it can be highly unmotivating just because we were getting through so much. And a lot of the students are running into so much, I, I guess, speed bumps, right? It's, you're trying to get through this work. You run into this problem. You try to comprehend the work. And, and you just have that, that same problem come up over and over again. And I think that's what's causing a lot of the students to be super unmotivated. Mm. Uh, that, that sounds you know, pretty, pretty tough. And how are your other Year 12 students um, going as well, your peers? And uh, have you guys been able to maybe even get closer during this time or work even better together or is it the opposite? I think um, for, for me personally, some of my friends, some of my closest friends will still stay connected, whereas my, my other friends that aren't as close, I guess it's a good time to identify who's going to be there after, you've, after you graduate, right? It's, it's a time that's, that's you're experimenting. It's, it's so new to everyone. So you're, you're trying to stay connected. And I guess the closest friends do. My, me and my friends, at, uh, pretty much at the end of every day, we just hop on a a discord call and we're all in the same group and we just tell each other how, how our day has been or maybe we hop on a game and play a game together mm. we, we it's 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 different right yeah. like I can't go, I can't go to the park and see them or go to the gym and see them or or even at school right I can't just go grab a meal with them and sit down and talk to them there I'm sitting at home maybe I just I'm eating fried noodles and they're eating something else and we talk about how we got the food and we're talking about how our day's been and Maybe, maybe you, it, gives you, it gives you time to really acknowledge the smaller things in life. Like mm. we wouldn't, if, if this wasn't to happen, I wouldn't sit down at them and just tell, tell them, oh, look, we got a new couch. It's not something I'd tell them. But because it's such, a, such an interesting time, you, you, you grow that, that, that you want to acknowledge those smaller things in life because mm. you still want something to talk about. But because it's not these crazy <laughs> things happening, you, you really pay attention to smaller things like, oh, my, my dog did this today and that, that was cool. Like something so small and normally wouldn't be so interesting, but yeah, like it's, it becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah, you, you've touched on kind of my next question about what are some positive things you've taken out during lockdown? Uh, I want to expand on that. Are there any positive things you've taken out of online learning? Um, I know it may be quite difficult at times and engagement levels, but are there anything, is there anything good that you've seen through this um, whole time? I, I think yes. Um, if we were to still implement online learning when school comes back normally, it's, I think it's a great thing, right? For a lot of our teachers, they, they have an extra place where when, when we didn't cover something in class, they can put it up. They can, they can touch back on us. Like we can follow up with questions outside of school time, which is a lot harder to do, right? It's, we, I, I guess with technology, we're slowly going to work towards it anyways. And I guess COVID-19 gave us that, that, that boost. Like we needed to hop on technology before COVID gets any worse. And it's it's giving that that speed boost where everyone needs to hop on it. And I find it I find it interesting. A lot of the teachers are are learning how to use Zoom, how to use Google Classroom, and they're learning just as much as we're learning. And we have trouble, they have trouble, and it's it's a good way to to 
to see and how to overcome these problems that come up. Uh, it's good to build, like it, it builds these life skills, but it also builds these, these skills with technology. Yeah, I think, you know, we've come to an age where we need to stay connected, but we also need to communicate just as much as well. And so, you know, through online learning, I think you can, you know, have the best of both worlds. We're there. However, for those of the students who may be a bit disengaged, what do you think needs to be done in order to um, get students engaged in online learning and in, in online classrooms? Like, what do you think um, needs to be done there, whether it's from a teacher's perspective or a student's perspective? Right. Um, for a student, I guess, set up the environment. You have to put yourself in a place that you want to learn. Some of my friends tell me, dude, I was on the Zoom call on my phone lying in bed. Mm. That's not a really, that's not a really good spot. You're in bed. You want to lie down. That's your comfort area. You need to get into a productive area. So for me, I, like I'm still in the same room, but half of my room is comfort and half of my room is productivity. I'm going to get stuff done. Uh, when I sit down at this desk, I tell myself I'm going to do something. I'm going to get this work done. Uh, for me personally, I have a Google Calendar set up. And for me, I, I lay out the night before what I'm going to do for the next day. And exactly like a checklist in a way, the hot list of things I need to get done. Um, for the teachers, I think to make online learning more engaging would have to be colours. I, I think um, making the student more interested, more things to see. For me personally, I think the Zoom calls that I, I'm in with a lot more visual stuff, like we have a PowerPoint slide on, we have our cameras on, we see a lot of colours, we have something visual to look at, it would make it a lot more engaging than just having audio. Because mm. I, I have some, some teachers that have PowerPoint slides, worksheets, so I, I myself would have a worksheet out PowerPoint slide on, Zoom call. Uh, the Zoom call teacher has, has her webcam on. We all have our webcam on. We're talking. It feels as close to a classroom as we can get. Mm. Whereas some teachers would just have the Zoom call on and it will just be a conversation as if we're on a phone call. There's no visual to it. And it, even, even when there is, um, the students are less engaged. Students don't want to talk because we're not looking at anything. We don't feel engaged into the lesson. Mm. I think having our attention more drawn towards the class would help would definitely help a lot more. Yeah, I think that one point that you brought up about having the right environment, I think that goes both ways, yeah, with the students and the teachers, creating that environment and, you know, setting that those goals to, to be in that right environment. And I really like that initiative you've taken and I think others should take it on board as well. And I think the fact that it, you're in year 12, it, it's a good sign that you seem like you're in control of everything, right? <laughs> Definitely trying to be in control. Um, yeah, I, I I set up the Google Classroom and because Google uh, like the Google Calendar is so colourful, right? That it's it's such a beautiful calendar. It's not like the other calendars where it's where it's just all one colour. It has bright colours in your face and it, it looks fun, right? Mm, yeah. And when I I showed my friends my my calendar and now my friends are like some of my closer friends are, are trying to start up their own calendar. Like yeah, that's awesome. I would have oh, yeah. Whereas I have work, I'm gonna have a break. I'm going to go for a walk. It's all there. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm in control in a time that we feel like we lack so much control. Mm, that's so true. And, you know, for many, especially with the lack of control, you know, things can be quite difficult. Can you elaborate on what are some things that may have been most challenging for you during this time? Definitely. Um, motivation, energy, energy and motivation, and also sleep. Uh, would be my three biggest problems that that's came that came uh, with with the lockdown. Uh, I, I always try to keep myself super busy. 
I, I like to keep on. Well, I, I have that mentality of I'm always growing and trying to be better. I'm always moving forward, not, not moving backwards, right? If I, if I do something wrong, I want to be able to do better and be the best me so that I can be the best me for other people. And that's always been my mentality. If I can improve myself, I can help others. So that's why I've always been super duper busy. And when I find myself feeling like uh, I haven't done anything today, I try to do something. Uh, it, it could be something small, like putting a putting a, a story up on, on my Instagram or Snapchat, just telling people, hey, guys, just remind me to have a good day. And some people will reply and say, thank you, man. Like, I, I didn't, I've been having such a rough time lately. I didn't think about just, just something so simple, like, Take, take a negative thing and try to make something positive out of it. Or, dude, you can do this. You know you can, but you're telling yourself you can't. You're focusing on that negative. And those little messages I put up at the end of the day sometimes might, might be changing for some people. Some people text me later and go, dude, I've been stuck on this one thing for so long and I haven't gotten it done. And just you telling me to do it. I know, I know you put that up on your story and anyone can see it, but it felt directed. And I felt, I felt connected then. I felt like that that was for me. And so then I got this done, whether it be just, just a report for something or, or something small or just get started on that next assignment, right? I feel like that's a big thing for a lot of people. And for me, I think that's important. But going back on that, the challenge of it was because I didn't have so much to do. I didn't have enough to do. And I had so much energy built up because I'm so used to doing stuff. I didn't have anything to, to do. And at the end of the night, I would lie there with so much energy, not spent. And I, I feel like, oh, I could have done this, that. And then my mind starts spinning in circles. I just can't go to sleep. Well, my body's like, we need to do something, right? Yeah. Um, to counter that, I found just going for a walk every day. Going for a walk at the beginning of every day, feeling that sun. Like I, like, like I said at the beginning, I found that being one of the more important things. Mm. Remember to just feel the sun on your face. It's just so important, like, because we've been indoors all the time. We're missing that vitamin D. Mm. It's crazy how much, how, how much of a difference just going for a walk around the block could be, feeling that sun in your face. It's amazing because when I go for a walk around the block, for me personally, I see other people go for walks. And it could be, hey, how, how are you going? I might have never seen this person or they might live down the road from me, right? It's, it's, it's that feeling of just uh, I'm seeing people. I'm going out. I feel the sun. Like some people take their dogs out for walks and I'm like, dude, that's, that's amazing. Right. It's mm -hmm. just good vibes. It's good vibes. And I want to take my dog out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You, I think that human connection just trumps everything else. And, you know, I think getting that vitamin D and keeping your mental health in check by going on those walks is so important. And we need to have that balance. As you mentioned, you know, motivation and sleep that you're struggling with, but just doing some of these things helps a lot. And, how you encourage others even through your story as well. And I think, you know, for others, you know, just, just to be able to share that little small positive message to others can make such a big difference. So it's something to learn from. I want to go back to last year and you would have experienced this as a year 11 student coming back from COVID. Um, can you tell me what that experience was like? Was it weird? Was it out of the ordinary? What are some things that you struggled with when you came back to school from that um, long break of COVID? Yeah, um, for me personally, I think it was scary. It was just the feeling of the unknown. You're not, you, you don't know what's happening. You know, the COVID's still around and you're going back to school. Is it safe? It's, it's scary. Like, because my mum, my mum's not, not a young, not a young lady anymore. I'm afraid that if I get it, what happens to her, right? It's, it's it like the, the word that I'll pick coming back was, was definitely scary. 
But coming back, um, I was so behind on my schoolwork, which mm. I didn't even realize I was. I thought I was, I thought I was doing all right. Um, some of the content, like like I said, it takes a longer period of time to cover the same amount of content. And because of that, it set me behind. And, and I wasn't the only student behind. A lot of other students were definitely behind. The teachers were super helpful and understanding of that. The teachers know that it was it was a weird and different time and they've never had it. It's new to the teachers, it's new to us. I think the teachers were super duper helpful. Um, it, it, I guess being behind on all the work and trying to get through so much work in, in now a shorter period of time because we have to meet the same deadline, right? Because we they have to they have to cover that syllabus content. We have to cover the syllabus content by this time. So we can go in for the tests. It was scary. Mm. It was it was like now I have even shorter period of time. Yeah. And time was scary. It's it's I'm constantly running out of time and trying to get the same amount of work done. But why is the same amount of work taking more time than it should? Mm. It was it, it was it was that feeling of the unknown that that just kept kept being really, really intimidating. Yeah, I think a lot of students would have felt the same. And moving forward, do you think there is a good balance between, you know, the academic activities and lessons and things that you do compared to maybe some of the well-being activities that you may do as well? Do you think there's a good balance there or do you think um, there needs to be more of an equal balance there? I think at a time like this, well-being is more important. At, at a time like this, it, it really depends on the time and the situation you're in. I think at a time like this, your well-being is so much more important than getting through your education. Just because your education is important, I'm not saying don't get through it, definitely get through it. But mm -hmm. I think it's more important to think about your mental health. Because like I said, the same amount of work might take a longer period of time. So me being mentally drained out of it, not in the mood, I'm not intrigued. It will take me even longer to cover the same, same amount of work. And you, you want to be efficient with it just because you don't know what's going to happen. So you try to try to get through what you can. Um, definitely, definitely get that well-being up. Like, yeah, like it, for me, it was staying connected, going for a walk. It kept me going to be able to do those schoolwork and other things in my life. In saying that, do you think schools could do um, other things or make it a better place so that, you know, the mental health and the well-being of the students are better taken care of? I'm sure they're doing so many things, but from your perspective, do you think anything more can be done um, to help that situation? Definitely. Um, me personally, school has been trying to, trying their best to help our, our students with mental health. They know it's a difficult time. They know we're going through, we're going to do our HSC soon and it's a scary, scary time. Uh, a lot of these students who lost feel like, oh, we're not going to get through it. We're not going to get through it. What's going to happen with HSC? It's these questions that circle and the teachers are trying their best. The teachers try to put up good vibes. Um, we like from, from my school, we have a little competition. Like we made a little avatar and the best avatar wins, right? Or like we had the teacher's pet competition. Uh, I didn't take part in that one. So I have, I'm not too sure what happened with that. But my school is definitely doing their best. And I think they're doing a great job. Um, but in comparison to other schools, I don't know because I have friends that tell me they haven't heard anything from their school other than work, work and work. Mm. They, they've been getting sent schoolwork and that's about it. And they're, they're, yeah. not, getting, they're not getting the same, same thing I'm getting because for my school, our, our school's been trying their best to be on top of well-being and education and they're trying to keep that balance. Whereas mm. for, my, for some of my friends, they tell me, dude, I hop onto Zoom call, I'm half asleep. 
I get told to do this work and has to be handed in by this day. And it's it's scary. It's it's again that unknown. They they feel like oh school just needs just if it, I guess it's a different vibe. School tells me mm-hmm. that all right, my well being is important. And I guess for my friend, it feels like your work's important. You need to get it in by this day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that it's that empathy, I guess, that empathy that that a lot of the teachers um, either need to be conscious of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it is a new time, you know, a lot of us are struggling in different ways, and we're trying to figure it out as we go and it's really great to hear that your school is doing what they can to support their students and, you know, supporting students like yourself um, get through the year 12 uh, journey and the HSC. So it's really positive to hear that, that, you know, the teachers are really, you know, digging deep to help their, their young people. Uh, I want to talk about your journey a bit more closer now, especially with us at Creating Chances. So you know, for those of you who don't know, Jackie actually works with us at Creating Chances as part of the CC family, as I'm sure a lot of you are as well. And I wanted to know or understand a little bit about your first experience with Creating Chances. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that, if you can remember? Yeah, definitely can. Back in 2019, um, my past class, some of the students were picked to do this coaching thing. And I thought it was new. I thought it was different. I definitely wanted to try. I, I, I was always, I'm, I'm a super curious kid. I try to find out more things, always grow, always learn and have to understand how everything works right so when I heard oh there's this new thing and uh, for my school it was the first time we're doing it so my school told me it's new we schools like the teachers told me we don't even know so you want to give it a try and I said definitely and I remember seeing Natasha and Natasha had great vibes Natasha is just just full of smiles full of good vibes and she I didn't feel like I was talking to a teacher I felt like I was talking to a friend and I just met Natasha it was crazy it was great vibes and I was like I want to be a part of this family and I remember meeting some of the other legends um you uh she, she, by the time I became an actually employed with creating chances I don't see her anymore but at the time it was crazy it was like these people have such a great vibe and and it's in a school environment I didn't think school could be so fun right <laughs> it, it was it was weird it was like I'm having so much fun with sports and it feels like I'm here with my friends more than more than I have to respect this as a person, as a teacher. I have all the respect for this person, but it's not like I'm below them, I'm beneath them. It feels like I can talk to them as a mate and be able to, to connect with them at a further level, all right? And I remember first time coaching, it was scary. It was, I was so nervous and because I, I, I didn't coach much. Uh, we, did, we did go through a bit of coaching with my school and I have done a lot of wellbeing workshops, um, like, I've done a lot of wellbeing workshops with, with the younger grades. And at that time I was in the SRC. And I remember I'm, I never had trouble trying to get a message through, but I guess it was different to get a message through sports. And I didn't understand how effective that was. I remember the first time trying to teach life skills through sports. Like it could be as simple as communication, taking away the ability to communicate in the game. They're not allowed to talk. Silent, silent football, right? Mm. I, I remember playing that for the first time or, or even coaching that for the first time. And they were like, dude, this sucks. And I just told them, well, it does, doesn't it? Now you understand <laughs> the importance of communication. Now let's try to communicate and see how much better you play. And, and I tried to do, I tried to work it up. So uh, at first they weren't allowed to do any communication. They weren't allowed to clap or anything. It was just kick the ball. It was just looking at each other, kick, right? And then they started clapping and pointing. And then they started using their voices. And they realized, dude, my voice works so much better than clapping and pointing. <laughs> and, then, and then they started being able to 
scream at each other, hey, hey, the, uh, I'm open, I'm open. And I was so proud of these kids. I remember it was, it was such a rewarding time. And it was, it was crazy because I didn't understand how much I was growing. As, as a coach, you grow so much more as well. You, you think, you think uh, some, some of the kids would look at the coach and go like, this person knows it all because they're teaching it to me, but I'm learning it just as much as they are. Like to be able to see how much these kids can grow at first. I remember something like when, when I went to the, uh, I forgot what, which island it was, but went to an island for, for a camp. Yeah, I remember. That was, yeah. that was an awesome time, right? Like I've, I've never felt, I never had an experience like that. I've never had an experience like that. And for creating chances to be able to deliver such an experience, it was, it was crazy. Sitting around a fire, I felt so connected to the earth, to the people around me. And it was, it was amazing. I've never felt so disattached from my phone. Like, <laughs> I, I remember because the island had like barely any service, it was great. I could call my mom still, but it wasn't enough for me to always be there to text my friends. And it was such a great environment to be in. I never felt so connected to the land, to the people, to, to, to everything. And it was, it was crazy how much that experience can change someone. Yeah, that boundless camp was definitely one to be remembered. And it touches on my next question that I was going to ask you. Do you have like a favorite moment or experience with creating chances, um, you know, working in so many different programs when it comes to boundless and coaching? Can you, can you pinpoint some? Oh, some. Uh, I guess one of my favorite, I guess one of the best things that ever affected me was to be able to see how much one person can change. I remember coaching some kids that, I remember some kids that came in swearing punching screaming they always pushed each other it could be as easy as he didn't pass me the ball so the kids would walk over and push each other and to be able to watch them grow throughout the, the term by the end of the term I remember I had kids that were so quiet that learned how to open up a bit sports made them feel feel relaxed feel ready and feel able to, to communicate and for some of the kids it was more just learning to control or learning the importance of my team or to communicate one, one kid that I will always remember is this little kid named Joseph at Fairfield, at Fairfield. And I remember when he just came in, it was a quiet kid. He barely talked. And when, and when, even when I asked him questions, it was the minimum or to, 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 to be able to answer someone, right? It was, how's your day? Good. That's all. <laughs> There's nothing more to that. And, and it was like, it was like, what's your name? Joseph. That's all. And when he said Joseph, it was super soft. He wasn't, it wasn't, confident in communicating it was just joseph it was super soft and i remember i remember him going on the 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 the, the field for the first time and he was so nervous he didn't call for the ball once he didn't call for the ball he ran up and down the field and when he was open he just stood there with his hand out and the guy kicked him the ball and you could see you could tell that he's that he's able to play but he was so nervous he was so afraid to to mess up uh, in front of other people that he didn't want to, to try new things. He didn't try to dribble differently or, or get past someone differently. And because he was so nervous of messing up, he didn't reach that potential. And throughout the term, he came every single week, never missed a week. He became more and more confident every time I saw him. I remember trying to talk to him every time. Uh, us as coaches, we'd hop on and play with him. And, and they would they, they'd give us feedback. And it was the best of this kid. I remember by the end of the term, he was a he was amazing with the ball. I I I, I remember seeing him play with play and then dribble the ball, and I was like, damn, I can't do that. And I'm supposed <laughs> to be the coach. And and this kid's grown so much 
it's definitely one of the most like improvements I've ever seen in a kid from, from coming super quiet, not doing anything, like trying their best, but because he was so nervous of messing up, he never tried different things. And then being able to build that confidence there, confidence there. I remember hearing him call for the ball for the first time. I remember because I coached with Connor, um, you, you know, Connor, mm. I, I was coaching with Connor. I remember me and Connor looking at each other and go like, he, he just, he just called for the ball. It was insane. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever seen him do it. And then we see him improve so much throughout the term. And by the end of the term, it was a, it was a whole new kid. It was a yeah. whole new kid. The level of confidence out of this kid. I remember at the last week when COVID was, was giving us a bit of trouble, he actually came up to me and asked, are, are we having, are we, are we training next week? And I was like, dude, at the beginning of the term, you would have never built the confidence to come up to me and ask that. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. And I remember he didn't say anything when I told him I was proud of him. And I acknowledge, when I acknowledge how much he's grown, he just smiled. And yeah. that was the most, I guess, rewarding thing that I could ever have. Yeah. It was to be able to acknowledge this kid's improvement and this kid just smile and just, just go, dude, like you could, you can see, he doesn't know how to express right now. He's just so excited and he knows how much he's grown. And yeah. well, he, I, I guess he didn't see it, but when we pointed it out, he, he realized, dude, I've grown so much and so I, cool. could not be, uh, I could not be more proud of this kid. Yeah. Just to be able to instill that confidence in a young person at such a young age. And even for you, you know, like that's, that's, that's gold, man. And if he just impact one, you know, that's, that's so rewarding just as it is. And, you know, I'm sure you'll impact a lot more people <laughs> in your life, yeah. knowing the vibrance you have um, and the, with the people around you, we've come towards the end now. And I just want yeah. you to share one last thing before you go can you um maybe share a positive message for others to create chances as well what would you say to for that to happen um i think the, the best way is to not be afraid to focus on the good not the bad especially in a time like this there's so much bad going on in the world right with covid you, you hear bad news every other day mm. and for, for something like i told my friend earlier just just right before um i hopped on to the zoom I, I told my friends, like, look, mate, just stop focusing on the bad. I, you, you, know you, you know you can do better. You then take this as the motivation to do better. A lot of people, when, when they see something bad happen, they, they beat themselves up about it. It's okay to feel these negative emotions. You're only human. But to feel it and to allow it to eat you up is two different things. When something bad happens, you should, you should, go, you should know, first acknowledge it. That did happen. You can't run away from your problems. Let's acknowledge the fact that it happened. But it's about where you go from here, right? It's like my, my friend texted me as I just went, dude, I'm so behind on schoolwork. I'm so nervous with HSC. I want to drop out. I told him, dude, you've just went through two years, two years of hard work. Why drop out now? You're so close. You're so close. You can take this as a negative or positive. You built so much life skills through this. Reflect on yourself. Let's Let's reflect on on how much you've grown and just just talking to the guy for a quick minute he he was able to reflect upon himself and go like dude you're right mm. i've i've grown so much with what's been happening and i can do this and I, I know i can it's hard but i can and to identify the fact that he just he just turned something bad into something good right it's so important and you open those chances for yourself to be able to focus on something better or take that to and turn into motivation, turn into that that energy 
that that you can in a way manifest right to push forward and do better be the best you and i think that's so important and that's what i want to leave behind Awesome, awesome. That's such a strong message there. And I hope you, for those who are listening, to take that on board and, and live it in your own lives. And again, I just want to say thank you so much, Jackie, for your time. I know you got a lot of year 12 study and work to do, but I hope you get it all done, find that balance and also, um, yeah, just get it done. Oh, thank you too. No, it's, it's been a, a great experience. This is my first podcast and I think I think it was it was a very interesting thing and I loved it. Yeah, thank you well, so much, Paul. It's a pleasure to have you on. All the best with you, 12, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Hopefully, you enjoyed today's episode and it has inspired you to keep creating chances. If you want to hear more amazing stories, head on over and subscribe to our podcast feed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast provider. And if you want to hear more about the work that Creating Chances is doing, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time on the Creating Chances podcast.